Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I just want to introduce a new segment called I See You Boo. And so for this episode's I See You Boo, that goes to Roni Charles, a dope creative artist who creates pieces of artwork that reflect pop culture, I suppose. She's amazing. She's done so much to support the podcast. And so girl, I see you boo. And so you can check her out by checking her Etsy store at www.etsy.com forward slash UK forward slash shop forward slash R-O-N-I Charles Art. And yeah, let's get into this episode. Hello everyone, my name is Alyssa Rochelle and this is the third episode of Vulnerable the Podcast. So today I've invited down Cleo for Stata and her name is Earth um, to talk a little bit about self-doubt and um, share some of their super dope insight. So both of these fabulous women are artists in their own right and I'm going to lead on to them just so they can give, that, give you guys a little bit of insight as to what they do. So Cleo, would you like to start? Um, sure, I find it so hard to describe myself because I hate putting myself in like a box because I just I like the title artist because it's like flexible Mm -hmm. I like being a vessel for creation basically so that comes in the form of like poetry um writing um dancing singing and um speaking as well um, and I also run a female empowerment community called the Goddess League. Okay. And I also am about to launch a um, creative agency called Clico as well, which works with music guys. Can we know a little bit more about the Goddess League, please? That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, female empowerment community that me and my sister Queen Inca started last year. Um, we There's kind of three main components to it. So the first part is Goddess Speak, which is takes the form of like an all women open mic night to create like the space for women to just express themselves openly and freely okay. um, which always ends up being a very healing space um, the second part is goddess release which is related to dance and expression through the body um, in spaces of loving sisterhood non-judgmental um, again mm-hmm. so important for healing um, and then the final one is kind of like um, workshops different things that are related to the divine feminine um, and healing in general of like our relationships with ourselves, our relationships with our bodies and our relationship with our sisters. Um, yeah. That's amazing. That's so dope. And uh, What am I going to say about myself? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter um, from like, I, I love to make soul music. It's just what's, what is true to me. Um, <laughs> okay, correct. I am soul music. Um, what else do I do? Um, and I know director, I do a lot. Like you're a director. <laughs> so just a little background. So Earth invited me to her video shoot not too long ago, and yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, I'll come." I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be her in the video and just singing to the camera. I was going to be sitting awkwardly in the corner, <laughs> thinking, "What does she want me to do?" Um, got there and she wasn't even on camera. You were directing the whole thing, and it was the dopest experience to be around so many like creatives and just to kind of like watch her um bring her vision to light. So like, I'm not sure if you called yourself a director before. For them, but as no, of, I didn't. as of then, like you are officially <laughs> like a music video director. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm a director too. <laughs> yes. I'm a director too. Um. I, do you know what? I'm just. I'm like similar to what you said. I'm just a creator. I like to create things. I like to see things come to life. Like I like to see the things that I I I create and I envision in my mind like come out into into reality, and uh, that's what I enjoy doing. Um, oh, I produce a radio show, um, yeah. PPV show. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really fun. We're all about soul as well. Anything to do with soul, because for me, I'm so passionate about it. Like, it's just, I almost feel like if I was to live a past life, I would have been, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been doing the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about it. I feel like it just runs 
through my body. So you yeah. feel like every time you come back, you're going to be just doing the every same thing. Every time I come thing. back, I'm going to be doing the same <laughs> thing. Like you will find me doing the same thing. I tell you. But that's how you know. So that's how you know that you're working in purpose, though. That you're in yeah. alignment with what you're supposed to be here yeah, to be doing. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But I feel like both of you have kind of talked about all the amazing work that you do and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, but there has to be loads of self-doubt that comes with what you do. There has to be. Putting yourself out there as a vulnerable person to say, this is what I believe humanity needs to see or this is what I believe is going to heal or this is what I believe. Can I, can yeah. I just say something? <laughs> like, it's so mad that we're even doing this today with Cleo because it's like, um, when, I, when I first met Cleo, like I was just um I was a different person to what I am now and I don't know if she really uh, like knows the full capacity of how much she's had an effect on me growing like as a person so I met her when she was you were doing a, a clothing event yeah um, for my clothing for, line yeah for your clothing line um that you didn't mention clothing. <laughs> Klee clothing yeah, yeah Klee that's clothing. Sort of relaunched into the creative agency so, yeah, oh okay okay, okay. Um, yeah. yeah so I met her at that event I I came because a friend brought me along and I met her at that event and I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> like, who is she? I need to know who she is. So um, after I, I came up to her and I spoke to her and we just we just clicked. I thought she was amazing. And then after that, I think we spoke a little bit and then you said you wanted to give me this book. She gave me this book. Um, this book's called Numa. And I read the book and I swear to you, it was like I, I was reading my own thoughts I, I was I was reading my own thoughts and it was just it was so it was so much healing it was all the healing that I needed because it allowed me to know that it's okay for me to be vulnerable it's okay for me to have negative thoughts about myself it's okay to doubt myself sometimes and I never really had a place I never really I, I'm so mad I just never thought that was okay I just I thought it was wrong like I actually thought it was wrong and you don't you don't understand like giving me that book it just it did like a shift in here like it just did so much honestly like it just did so much so everybody needs to get that book who's it by <laughs> Nima it's, oh it's by it's you by wrote the book she wrote the book oh it's my her. god so like you're an author <laughs> as well yeah that is so dope yeah I, I got um yeah, the so way explain. this book okay, yeah okay, I'll explain, explain this book so um December 2014 I started like writing notes on my phone mm. of just things that I needed to needed to see written down to understand and up till that point like I didn't think I was a writer I felt that there was a wrong right way to be a writer and I was just a wronger <laughs> anyway um but anyway yeah um and I but I just I needed to write like I always said that me and words don't get along but at this point in time I just needed to write and it was like I wasn't looking at how it sounded or what it looked like I wasn't I didn't even read it back I was just writing stuff down to understand myself and um I then started finding that like a lot of the stuff that I was writing about in exploring myself kept coming up in conversations with other people so I started slowly like showing people the notes on my phone and like I would see as they continued to scroll down into bits where it was like, you're not supposed to see that. No one's supposed to see that because obviously no one was supposed to see anything that I wrote. Like I didn't even know what was coming next, but it was just all of this stuff that I just was just from deep inside of me. But I was just looking at the fear of like, OK, so this is someone that I know. This is someone that I love. They're scrolling through my intimate thoughts and I want them to stop because I obviously don't think that that part of myself is acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, but. So I just I was kind of in that space of just like challenging myself to be like, no, like, why would why would who you are not be OK? Why would it not be OK? And so just allowing people to read through it and then seeing people's like responses to that and how it like was like, oh, my God, me too. Like, I didn't know other people felt like this. Mm -hmm. And so by April 2015, I felt like I was being called to like collate all of this writing and put it into a book. Um, and so I did and I didn't edit any of it I didn't take any of it out I literally put all of the notes just raw as they were written mm -hmm. into this book got 100 copies printed um, and started giving giving them away to like select people and then sold some of them and the response from it has been like so so phenomenal like beyond anything that I could imagine um, in terms of like healing like just like what I've said because um, it was so real like it was just so real. And that's the one thing is like, it goes in line with everything we're going to speak about today was like that thing, whenever you feel like 
no, I can't share this. Like, oh, no, it's just too much. That's when you know you should share. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you have to share because you don't know what that sharing could do for someone else. Like, just Cleo sharing what she shared did, ama- like, it did so much for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, like, overcoming that thing of, like, okay, yeah, no, I don't. No, Nobody needs to see. Nobody needs to know these things that I think are so horrible and ugly about myself. But they do because it's so important to share because we're able to relate, you know. I completely agree. But I think that um, just for people that are like listening to this and kind of thinking about that process of sharing, I think one thing that blocks people from sharing is having people to share with or having the right person to share with. Yeah. And I think that um, what's amazing about what you're doing with the Goddess League and stuff like that is that like you're, you're creating a space for women to get to know each other to then kind of build a new tribe to then share. Yeah. Because we have to really take into account as well that a lot of people have really destructive relationships, whether that be with their friendships or their partners or their mm-hmm. family. And, it, and how do you then share... Or how do you learn how to be vulnerable with yourself if you can't be vulnerable with, like, your mum or your dad or people that brought you into the world? Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> there has to be... I think that we've managed to cultivate a really dope space um, to be able to share with each other, but then there are 100% people out there that mm. cannot do that. So what do you think? Like, what would you say to those people? I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> what did you do then? Like, how did you How did you get people. out of it? I don't really think I have. I don't think You're I've in the got, story. I'm still in the process of yeah. trying to. Like, it's so funny. Okay, so before we started this, um, I was speaking to Cleo about yesterday. So yesterday we yeah. attended an event. Um, yeah, can Naked we Truths. talk? Can we? Yeah, shout them out. Can we talk yeah, about shout it? Shout out to um Jocelyn. So our Naked Truths. Um, it's like a live um live life, live live no, life drawing. <laughs> live life drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and. It was just, it was just amazing. I just think it was just the space. It's that thing you're saying. So being able to just bring women together and just mm-hmm. having a space where you can be open and and just share, and you just walk in the room and the energy in the room was just, it was just love in the room. Mm-hmm. Um. So after the the art, like we had a session, we were able to talk. Cleo shared some poems, um, and everybody was just free to just be able to talk or share things that they wanted to talk about. Um, and I didn't share because obviously I'm someone who just doesn't share. But I listened to everybody else sharing and it was like, it really did loads for me. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was a lot. Um, and I don't know, I, I wish I knew what to say to myself who doesn't know how to share. I wish I knew what to say. Um, but the one thing that's so key, which is what you're doing, Cleo, and which is what you're doing too, Rochelle, is just um, bringing um, women together because because of yesterday and the women that were in the room and us being able to come together I was able to feel comfortable enough I wasn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I was ready you know the emotions kind of just came out I Mm -hmm. didn't know that I was going to feel that way but I was in an environment where like there was so much love and support that it was so okay for me to be that way do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so it's just having that support system um is important and just feeling like you can be comfortable um to share even if you don't share everything, just have an outburst of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just having a space to do that. Releasing. I would go on. Um <laughs> two things. Um there's other spaces as well that I want to shout out as well. Um Soul Share. Yeah. Um, which beautiful Simone puts together, which is a space like I think it's monthly mm-hmm. where women can just come together and literally just soul share. Um mm-hmm. so just shouting out for any women who are based in London and are looking for that space to share. Um and also the process really began for me not before I started sharing my words with other people it was me just writing down and sharing it with myself mm-hmm. um and since that point like I can't even begin to express like writing actually made me who I am like I wouldn't be who I am now if I hadn't begun the process of writing honestly to myself first and foremost like a massive growth came from sharing it mm. but first of all was just being honest with myself and now like I have a daily journaling routine basically where it's like I I write down like all of my thoughts like I write down so much stuff to like really unpick and try and get to the root of like okay this is what I was feeling why was I feeling that what's like how do I really feel about that and like giving myself the space to like investigate myself and for me like that is the I would say that's like part of my self-care routine that is like essential and it doesn't really matter who you have around you, but you you still have yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. And that's the most important person in your life anyway. So it's like, how much of a friend can you be to yourself? 
and it's just like allowing yourself to actually hold space for yourself to see how you're actually feeling and actually check in on yourself is something that is like it sounds obvious when you say it but it doesn't feel it when you when you're not used to it yeah that's it basically it sounds obvious when you say it I love the way how you write that up because 100% you're right I think that um I think it took me a long time to work out how to sit with myself if mm. that makes sense there would be times I think growing up there would be loads of times where I've always had lots of people around me all the time like being like a creative when I was younger doing events and that kind of stuff and then when I was by myself that's when I would feel like so emotional and I wouldn't know why because I, I wasn't I'm not a writer so I've never been able to kind of like um expel what was happening inside of me so I think that um I think the points that you've given, like being able to write it down and truly can, and just being like, and not stopping yourself. Cause mm -hmm. I can also, as you're saying that I'm feeling myself writing and be like, don't write that, don't write that, don't write that. Mm -hmm. But you have to kind of let it all come out yeah. in order to be able to unpick what's happening in your head to feel comfortable with yourself. And it, yeah, I think it definitely starts there. It's a really huge el element of like, just allowing yourself to feel how you feel. Yeah. Like mm. it's, it's like you say it, it's just like, allow yourself to feel how you feel. Okay, cool. But <laughs> allow yourself. Yeah, like you need to, to understand it. how yeah. you feel. But when did we, like, when did we, um, when did that not become okay? At what point was it like not okay to feel how you feel? Do you know what? I don't like, I can only speak for yeah, myself, innit? 100%. I can't speak for everybody else. But I, I just think it's a thing of just um, having to keep up appearances all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Like just having to, and it's not that somebody's directly said to me, oh, you need to make sure that you're okay all the time. You need to be okay. You need to make sure your emotions are always in check. You need to make sure that you don't cry. You need to make... Yeah. No, it's not that anybody told me that, but it's just, it's like just, I don't know, becoming to, accustomed to a certain way of life and how, how things are. And I don't know. I, I, I wish I had the answers. Like, I don't know, but it's just a thing. Growing up, it was just a thing where you just had to deal with things and there wasn't really any time to process be, to be yeah to feel no you just had to deal with it you just had to deal with whatever happened and mm. there wasn't really any time to um have emotions about it i think that culturally as well like you see your like parents get on with stuff and not cry and not deal a hundred percent. so it's kind of just like well if they're just getting on with it then i should be able to do that too yeah. and i think like some parents or our generation of parents they didn't create the space for us to be vulnerable and I'm generally speaking I'm sure there are parents out there that did an am amazing <laughs> jobs at creating their um, spaces for the, their mm -hmm. children to be comfortable but I, I can like I can 100% hear my mum saying if you keep on crying I'm going to give something to cry for like you can't cry don't cry don't do yeah. that that's not that's not what you do or like um, I don't know just basically just in teaching young people and I'm a girl so I can't imagine what it's going to be like mm -hmm. for boys what it was like for boys mm -hmm. to kind of um display their emotion um but yeah I have a question for you guys um so do you think that self-doubt is one of the major obstacles to living a life that you deserve um one yes one yes. of them no yes <laughs> <laughs> what is it um uh, yeah and then the reason why i would say that is because um i feel like that's very true that statement is true in my life um i've been able to I've, I've been able to do some amazing things when i really just let go of the things that don't serve me yeah <laughs> yeah and like I've I've tested and tried it so I know it's true. Mm -hmm. I've really been able to do amazing things when I let go of things that don't serve me. And like for example, this video that we just did yeah. recently. Like I have been trying to do that for ages. What stopped you? Because I've heard you say that a few times. So like you said that it's been a, like years in the making. Yeah, because it has. What stopped you over the years? Like what were the things that stopped you? Because it's really easy to kind of just think, oh, it was a financial thing or it was this thing. But was it ever just like an internal, like I can't do this? Um, I've... I think it was like a combination of different things. Sometimes when you ask me these questions, I really have to think because I never yeah. have to think about these things. I never, yeah. I never had to think <laughs> about it. But I think it was a combination of different things. Um, one of them was just thinking, am I capable of doing this? Like, can I, can I really do this? Like, and can I do it how I want to do it? Like, um, can I, am I just, like, 
I just didn't think I was worthy enough. Like I didn't think that I I I, I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then another thing was um, being able to find someone who shared the same vision as me. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I wasn't at a point where I even really 100% like wholly believed in, in myself. I didn't, cause I didn't think I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I was trying to find someone who, who believed in it more than I did because mm-hmm. I didn't believe in and it then, that much. And they're not out know? there, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I tried, like I worked with different videographers. Um, I had storyboards written up, like I had treatments written up, like so many different things in place over the years, but it just never really worked out. And really and truly, the reason that it didn't is because I didn't really think that I was yeah. able to do it. Like yeah. I didn't think I could do it. So you kind of like inadvertently blocked yourself? Yeah, for me. Like, like, like pretty much. And it wasn't supposed to be because if I had done it any other time from from the time that I had done it, it wouldn't have been what it was. Mm-hmm. Like at the time that I even wanted to do a video, half the people that I were in it, I didn't, I hadn't even met yet. Yeah. You know? Timing. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. Is our timing is everything. And I do remember saying like, once the video came out, I was like, have you cried yet? And you're just like, no. Have you cried yet? I did yet? yesterday. Though. You did yesterday. <laughs> That's the first time you've cried after seeing like the video. That's the first time I've cried in a very, very long time. And I feel like um, there's like even in this moment right now, there's a voice in t- inside of me saying, "Why are you making such a big deal about crying? Shut up! Like mm-hmm. just shut up. It's not a big deal." But it is a big deal. Yeah, it is a very big deal for me. And yesterday was the first time that I had cried in a long time. I I sobbed. I weeped <laughs> for myself, but it felt I feel all the more better for it. Like I just yeah. feel so much lighter. I yeah. feel I feel good, and I'm learning that crying is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that. I think I'm. I met a guy once and he said that he wished, he says that he can cry with laughter, but he could never cry out of pain. Like, it's just not something that he's able to do and he'd like to. And I would just remember thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, how much, like, when that decides, because it will manifest, it will mm. totally come out of him. When it decides to manifest, he will have zero control about how that mm. displays itself. And yeah. I think that's more, that's more dangerous for somebody than just letting yourself be vulnerable and just crying when you need to. Yeah, but it's a really hard thing to do. It's 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 hard to do. I am envious of people that cry all the time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> There's sometimes I'm in the cinema, people are just crying, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, how are you doing this? <laughs> what do you think about that question? Do you think that um, self doubt is like what? What was the your yeah? It was. I was thinking. Again? I was like, you gonna? So yeah, self doubt is one of the major obstacles to living a life that you deserve. I think it depends on how you choose to approach it mm-hmm. um cuz the way that I've been doing things for a while is like understanding things as there's love and there's fear yeah. and there's only two emotions like there's at the root of everything and they're love or fear yeah um, I agree with that 100% and both um both are the roots of thoughts and both of them have creative power mm-hmm. um and so understanding the power of the choices that we make so self-doubt can then become an opportunity to be like okay i'm scared of doing this thing because i'm doubting myself therefore <laughs> i must choose love mm-hmm. and do this thing that i'm afraid of so it's like learning to see sort of self-doubt as like a challenge yeah do you see what i mean rather than as um an obstacle Mm -hmm. because there is actually nothing that has any power or any authority over us on the deepest level there actually isn't except from the obstacles that we actually place in front of ourselves because to argue anything other than that is to give someone power over us Mm -hmm. and the power of creation exists within us so there's actually no need to do that (laughs) um and so yeah the power of it is so huge like even when I um obviously when I put my book out and when I was sharing my book I was it was such a vulnerable thing like Mm -hmm. such a vulnerable thing because I was like people are gonna know me like people are gonna see me like is anyone even gonna like this book like am I just saying hey um here's a book with all my thoughts in it and they might be like why are you doing that yeah weird person like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is all that about? I don't like, think that at all. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, but you never know in it, like, and you don't know, and there's nothing that exists like it before. So how are you supposed to know? Like, you just you just don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
looking at it through the lens of like, okay, this is what I was explaining yesterday at the um, life drawing thing as yeah. well, that um, it's like, if there's love or there's fear, sometimes you don't know what love looks like in a situation, but you can sense the fear. And so that means that if you choose to face the fear, you are by default choosing love. Mm -hmm. And by choosing love, love is the power of creation. Love is the healing of all things. So it's like, you don't have to understand how it works, but it just does. So like, I didn't know how this book would be healing for people. I knew, all I knew is that I was scared of sharing it. So you confronted it. So I confronted it. Yeah. And in doing that, people open the page, the front page of the book and they're crying. Yeah, because they saw like, love. Because they felt the energy <laughs> of it, like it, on yeah. a, on an energetic level, because of the fact that it was so scary for me, mm -hmm. there was just a certain like energetic weight to the words within it, just because it's just principles of love and fear. It's just like, it's an energetic thing, it's a spiritual thing, it's not something that we understand on a conscious level, mm -hmm. that it's just like, when you really, really choose to confront your fear, the power on the other side of that, that is yours, that mm. is within you, that will manifest through you is so huge that it's like, no nah, man, self-doubt is not an obstacle. Self-doubt is an opportunity. Yeah. I think that's a, thank you for that. That's really, really, really insightful kind of like viewpoint. Um, I think there's another layer to it though. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, so there's someone out there that, that is uncomfortable in sitting in their own space, like we just said mm -hmm. before. Someone that's really not sure what love is for mm -hmm. them. So it's kind of like, how does that person choose love when they, when what is love? Does that make sense? How do you know, like, how do you know how to love yourself? Well, you don't know how to love yourself, so you don't know how to choose love or fear. And I think that just leads on to my next question, which, where does it start? Like, where does, where does self-doubt start? Because I think for me, if, for me, like, and the way how I understand my question that I'm kind of giving to you guys is that I think a lot of things come from your primary socialization. And the way how your parents teach you to love others and love yourself. And I think if you've never been given this, the tools to love yourself, then it's hard to find, it's hard to choose love over fear because all you know is fear mm -hmm. and all you know is pain and all you know is just the negative side of the coin. So do you think that, it, where, where do you think that it starts? Like, is there, is there, is it okay to blame parents or is it a case of like, it's not parents, it comes from when you go up to school or is it an amalgamation of like, everything along your journey i um, don't know like whoever wants to answer first like what do you think i think i think placing blame is an easy thing to do yeah <laughs> i think it's an easy thing to do but i think um ultimately it comes down to the, like everybody has choices so our parents had choices mm -hmm. you know um and those choices they would have based off of the knowledge and the experiences that they've had mm -hmm. the same way we have choices and we're going to base it off of the experiences and knowledge that we have too and if that if those experiences and knowledge don't don't change or uh, are not bettered or or expanded on it's just going to be the same thing like you know going down like cycles so yeah just continuous cycle um and so i feel like Again, I can only speak <laughs> from my own experiences. And as someone who finds it hard to share, it's kind of like, uh, right now I've got those voices in my head again saying, girl, how can you water this down, you know? <laughs> but if I'm going to keep it really honest, um, I think that um, it would be easy to blame my parents. And I, I guess there, will be, there, there could be a, a part that I could, you know, place on them. But at the end of the day, whatever choices I've made in my life are my choices that I have made. Like, I, I am accountable for mm -hmm. them. So it's really up to me to decide what I want, what's what's best for me. To take control. Yeah, like, I have to want better for myself. Like, it's not, it's not my mm -hmm. parents' fault that they couldn't teach me the things that they couldn't teach me because they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's up to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um... That's an important point as well of like um, learning to like parent your inner child because yeah, like that's blame is. Can we just like le <laughs> can you say that again, please? Because that's a hundred percent what it is. Go on. Yeah, learning to parent your inner child. So obviously, our parents are all human beings. Like they all are. They're not enlightened masters, so they're yeah. all coming from a wounded place to whatever degree. Like that's just where the world is at right now, and that's just where human beings are at right now, mm -hmm. and. Um, 
so yeah, exactly. Like they couldn't teach things that they don't know, and and the things that they don't know, they're suffering because they don't know them, mm-hmm. and then it gets passed down in cycles unconsciously because they're not aware of it. Um, at the same time, like it's time that we take responsibility for our inner children so Mm -hmm. the child within us who wasn't able to be loved in the way that that child deserved to be loved not not in a way of like we're blaming the parent for not being able to um parent or love that child the way that the parent the child deserved to be loved also is not saying that the parent didn't love the child Mm -hmm. but understanding that love is a love is a total acceptance and if a human being is not an enlightened master and they're coming from a wounded place then um, unconsciously there will be things that are not coming from love that they're not aware of that yeah. choosing love will choose in fear in it yeah. fear will be chosen out of a wounded place many times and that will affect a child and so not coming from a place of blame but coming from a place of taking responsibility for your own life like okay I was a child and I was not responsible for my parents actions regardless of how they might want to make it so because of their wounded place for example um but that there are certain wounds that were inflicted upon me. And so it's my job to now parent that child that's within me and, and hold that With space for that, that child within me. Exactly. Yeah. Of, okay, I have unlimited love within me. That's the case for all of us. We just do. Like, we mm-hmm. may not be aware of it and we may not think we have access to it, but we do. Like, it is what's causing our hearts to keep beating. It is what's causing every cell of our body to stay together, to give us life in this moment. It's Mm -hmm. love. So we have that within us, limitless. So literally, like, it's easy to, like, make things. It's not that things are easy, but they sometimes can be quite simple. Like, if you (laughs) actually, what I've learned for myself is that actually like finding a place where, okay, there's a part of me that's hurting here. Literally sitting with myself and being like, I am now pouring love into that space within myself. A simple sentence like that. We can underestimate how much power that has Mm -hmm. because we feel like we're alone and we believe that we're alone, but like we're actually not. Um, And the the whole universe is conspiring for us to be loved and for us to accept love. So a simple invitation of calling upon love to enter us into enter our spaces that where there isn't love has such a huge huge impact that our minds will want to say like oh what even is that like how can that make a difference but it's like we can't actually underestimate the power of that um what was the question again (laughs) 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 no you were that was a really that i just i love listening to that that journey the question was um Oh my God! Why have I? You know what? I've just—it's gone out of my head. It's completely um, gone it out of my head. Well, whatever original, you were saying, original source. Where did it start? Yeah. Like, yeah. So <laughs> for me, the way that I understand this is that uh, there's oh, this is deep actually. Okay. okay. So there's five <laughs> um, major wounds that we pick up um, that replay themselves sort of throughout our lifetimes mm-hmm. um, that begin between ages, uh, usually around ages zero to five. Um, the wounds are abandonment, rejection, betrayal, humiliation, and injustice. Mm-hmm. And we all have like, we all tend to have like one major one that inflicts us like in a major way um, and other ones that will happen in like lesser ways. And yeah. the way that our um, subconscious mind works is, our subconscious mind is 95% of our brain's creative power. And we store in our subconscious mind all of these pains that we haven't yet allowed ourselves to look at. Obviously, being five years old and having something happen to us, we don't even remember that that's we don't even remember that's happened mm-hmm. by the time we're twenty five, mm-hmm. um, and we're beginning to wonder why things are manifesting in our lives that aren't positive for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the subconscious um, mind will attract into our lives situations that will trigger those same wounds again and again and again, literally even down to like, if you look at the major events that have hurt you in your lifetime and you break down the like numerology and like years between them, often there'll be a correlation and a pattern because it's literally like we're being triggered to look at and pour love into those parts of ourselves that were wounded um, at that young age. But even deeper than that, even mm. below that it's like okay so for example um you could have a situation when you're rel- related to your job when you're older you could that's really traumatic for you you could have a situation 
that triggers that same wound, but you didn't understand it to be that wound because you understood the story about it, which could have been related to a boyfriend. Yeah, so it's a completely different like situation. Then but you've the yeah. original wound could be related to your parent, but you have no idea about that when you're addressing this job situation, yeah. for example. But even on a deeper level, it's still not even about the parent. Yeah, it's about our connection to source, uh-huh. and so those are wound. Those wounds are like, for example, if it's betrayal, will that will manifest in sense of okay betrayal by different people but the deepest wound will be our feeling of betrayal from source feeling like we've been betrayed by our source which we're unconscious of on a major way what I'm saying about source is um there's lots of different words for it god um creative energy that which that which creates that which brings life that Mm -hmm. that which is life Mm um and our feeling of disconnection from it which is an illusion because we are not disconnected from it because we couldn't be otherwise we couldn't have life Mm -hmm. because it is life itself um but our feeling and our experience of being disconnected from it is our biggest wounding which is what causes the self-doubt to begin with because we understand ourselves as small and as separate from other people can i just can i pause you there just because i want I want to understand this myself yes, and yes, I want to just like break it down just in case people are yes, listening. Yes, please, please. So are you saying it's our fear of being disconnected <coughs> from the source that <coughs> ignites self-doubt and it's kind of starts that cycle? Um, it's not actually our fear of being disconnected because we actually can't be disconnected. Okay. It's more our belief that we can be disconnected. Okay. And our belief that we are disconnected that makes us feel insecure because mm-hmm. when you understand when you are under, when you have an understanding that you are connected to the source of all things, you Regardless understand that anything. nothing has yeah. any power over you whatsoever mm-hmm. and that all potential that exists in the universe exists within you. You can't doubt yourself mm-hmm. because you're not resting on That's your strength. That's so powerful. That is like so powerful. You're actually not resting on your strength. If you only know yourself as separate, if you believe yourself, if you believe in the illusion that you're separate, despite the fact that you did not give life to yourself, yeah, and you are not keeping your heart beating, your mind is not working out how to keep your heart beating, your mind is not calculating how to keep um, the planets in orbit around the sun. It's just not. Okay. There is something bigger. That is, there is a greater intelligence mm-hmm. that is within you, that lives within you, that is you. But if you believe yourself to be separate, then obviously you're going to doubt yourself because it's like, it's like um, A Course in Miracles says, it's like a one wave in the ocean thinking it's separate from the rest of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be a bigger wave. So it's like, of course, you're going to be terrified. Like, look at the size of the ocean. Of course, you're going to be scared if you think you, that you're just one wave, but mm-hmm. you're not just one wave. How mm-hmm. can a wave be separate from the ocean? Yeah, it is the ocean. We all are the ocean. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no for real. Like, that's oh, so powerful. Like everything you've just said, it's just like I've just deeped it in so many ways. Honestly, it's like just sitting <laughs> here, like <laughs> little Clermont. smoking it all in. Seriously, no, you're right, and that, and that is it. Is like when I think about my moments of doubt, self doubt, they have come from just kind of feeling alone, mm, and yeah. often exactly it 100% also comes alone. from then a place of. When we feel alone, we are then in competition with everything. And yeah. competition is the biggest thing. It's like, so we're doubting ourselves because we're comparing ourselves to, to what? Other people. To who? Yeah. To whose standards? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like we have this audience in our head that hates us. <laughs> and that, like, we just expect is going to just grill us anything we, anytime we do anything. And more time, people around us don't reflect that audience. Like, yeah. that reality doesn't actually reflect that audience. But we just... We just make it seem like it's so real. Like we just make it seem like it's so real. And it's like, it's so important for me to remind myself as well. Like anytime I'm going to do something that scares me and I'm like, no, I can't actually do this. Like you're going to die, you know, bro. Like you, tomorrow is not actually guaranteed. Like, so what you're going to actually choose fear. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Cool. Nice one. (laughs) Nice one. Check yourself. (laughs) Seriously. Like you have to, you have to, (laughs) because if you don't, who else is going to check you? Like, Big one. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like asking as in who else? Like who yeah. else? There's not gonna be anybody else. And it's all about this, like if you really have if you really, really have love for yourself, like this is what we were talking about yesterday, like self love, like what does that really, really mean? What does that really, really look like? And if you really, really have love for yourself, you'll you'll really drop all of that stuff to the side. Like you have to. I feel like you um one of the questions that I'm gonna get onto just a little bit more, like a little bit later on, is that kind of um not now, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm going to ask this question later on. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. But, like, you've spoken a lot about just um, t- 
telling yourself the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. There seems to be um there seems to be some kind of like alignment with that's what wi- that's what works for you or that's what works for the process if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I I just want to know what your thoughts are in terms of like um manifestations of self-doubt. So I'm a person that has I'm quite um empathic type person and there's a lot of time my body just aches and I know it's because I'm somewhere that I don't need to be or there's some kind of energy around me that is just a lot and I need to keep moving but do you think that self-doubt can play a part into like physical ailments like weight gain for example or achy knees or backache skin problems and just like is there a correlation has there been a correlation for you actually that's probably where I should start 100%. 100%. It's so funny we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> I'm having the maddest pain in my back. And okay. it's not a thing where I'm going to go and run to the GP because I know, I know, like, I know why I'm feeling like this. I know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm the same as you. And I, 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 it's only until someone else says it for me to, like, for it to resonate with me and, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, that's me too. I feel so much. I feel so much. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't take a lot for me to feel something like mm-hmm. and I always wonder why am why am I like this? Why do I why do I feel so many things? But I do. And it's a thing where if you don't have a process or you don't have a way to deal with all of those things that you feel, whether they're positive or, or negative, if you don't have like a way to deal with it, like it's gonna it's gonna show it's gonna reflect itself in, in your body and it's gonna it's gonna reflect itself in, in your aches and your pains. These things just don't come from nowhere. Mm. Like yesterday we were talking about energy can only be um transformed, transferred, never destroyed, and that's true. That's like a that's Can a you law. say that again just a little bit slower, please? Energy can only be transformed and transferred. It can't be destroyed. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's that's a law of physics. Mm-hmm. Um so when when you feel all those things, when you feel like you've entered a room and, and you and you feel aches or you feel pains or you feel something, that's that energy being transferred onto you. The same way when you meet a, like a warm, kind spirit and and you feel good, that's that energy being transferred onto you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, actually, I had a session um, this a few days ago um, with this beautiful woman called Yana, who like I'm gonna be posting about a lot soon. Um, and we're doing a workshop with her soon as well. Um, and she does this, has this technique which is called spiral. And it's, um, she was doing a like womb healing thing with me. And she was looking at my, not actually looking with her eyes, but um, energetically looking at my ovaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so amazing because she was able to like energetically read um, the different emotions that were stored and were blocking things within each ovary. Um, and o- ovaries, um, it, that's where your creative power is, like your womb mm-hmm. is your creative power. Mm-hmm. Um, and left side related to um, the feminine, I think. And right side related to the masculine um, within us, energies. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just so amazing because like literally she was using pressure points so I would press a pressure point that she directed me to and she would have a physical release of my energy. So like her body would start shaking and convulsing yeah. and stuff when I'd press a pres- pressure point mm. and that emotion like anger or guilt or fear was just getting released through her body. And I was just like so blown away by how easy that was. Mm-hmm. That I was just like the healing modalities that are manifesting um, and that are coming to light now are so phenomenal that it's like it's actually so much easier than we think that it is Mm -hmm. and our belief that it's difficult makes it difficult and I just want to say that because um healing is so possible and it's so available when you attune yourself to a desire for it and a lot of the time we don't actually desire healing and that sounds messed up most people wouldn't want to admit that they don't desire healing but on the deepest level it's like what we're not what we're scared of is always our light it's never our darkness so a lot of times a majority of the population of the world are sitting in um fear sitting in suffering sitting in pain because of the fact that it's like on an unconscious level like my light is actually so bright that it scares me like it scares me that no one has any power over me that other than i that other than myself it scares me that no one has any power over me because of the fact that the power of creation lives within me like we we can't actually conceptualize that for ourselves and on a on the earthly plane like on a human level it's really easy to look at different situations and say how dare you say that like how could you say that but it's like 
to not say that is to take away the power of creation that's within us. And again, I'm not willing to do that. Um, and yeah, it's just that suffering, <laughs> it can sound so insensitive, but it's like suffering is actually a choice because healing is available. available yeah. Like healing really, 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 really is available. And our belief that it's difficult manifests that difficulty, mm. but it actually can be as simple as we allow it to be. Yeah. It's about choosing yourself again. Exactly. It's about choosing not to be addicted to your pain and your story. Exactly. And choosing to make the changes. And take responsibility for your life yeah. and be like, look, I no longer want to be a passive victim of my life. I don't want to be blaming external circumstances for everything that happens to me. Like, I didn't want this to happen and then I didn't want this to happen and that's why this happened and then I didn't want this to happen. Like, how about taking responsibility for every single thing that takes place in your life because mm -hmm. of the fact that our mind, the creative power of our mind is is beyond something that our conscious mind can actually understand. Yeah. It's like creating your reality and like... Consciously. Yeah. Choosing to, like, because we're creating it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a, in, a, in, a, in a way that doesn't serve you. Exactly. So, so we're like, creating okay, something I'm that's done with that. <laughs> like, I am so done with suffering, bruv. I am so done with that story. I'm so done with things being difficult. Yeah, it's really dead. It's, it's not. Dead. It's, it's not fun it's at dumb. all. <laughs> like, what? Who enjoy it? It's like being a bag lady. Like, yeah. you don't want to carry. Like, right now, I'm in pain from yeah. carrying all of this baggage. Like, I'm actually in physical pain from carrying all of this baggage. It's not fun Literally. at all. Like, it is not fun. I but I have, have to, to say though, like, from when I thought, obviously we worked together, so yeah. I can't remember when you started. It was a while ago now, but over a year. It's over a year. Over yeah. a year. But I do remember that when you first started on reception, I was just like, like. My, my my thought of you. I, do you know what? I, yeah, you need to tell me because I've never, never, had, never this had this conversation. But I like my in my mind. I was just like, okay, cool. Like I can, you know, like I read people. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. She's definitely earthy. I can see that we could drive, but for whatever reason, she's just standing up. So I'm just gonna let her do her over there. And so I wasn't very. I don't think we've become more friendly later yeah. like, towards like the past couple of months more so than anything yeah. else. Because at the beginning, I was just very much so like, there's a lot going on with her, and she's not willing to open and share but then part of me is also like she doesn't have to because mm. like why would she with me yeah um but i just kind of like have watched you kind of become a little bit more open and willing to be more vulnerable whether that's with me or i don't know how you are with other people but like for me specifically i thought that that's something that i've watched you kind of like work yourself through yeah so no, i'm not sure like it definitely what, is you what process that you had to go through to be able to open up yourself um it's more of a thing i'm i feel myself getting upset um it's more of a thing where like um thank you um it's more of a thing where like when i feel like i'm in a space where i can be perceived yeah then i feel comfortable to give okay because i've had to yeah. grow up to be very very guarded like yeah. i've had to grow up and be very um like protect myself mm -hmm. And you made me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when I first opened up to you, you made me feel comfortable to do that. And that's literally what it is. Like, when I feel like I'm in a place where I can be comfortable, then I let it out, like, yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was you. It was definitely you. And it's so funny because whenever I meet people, it's always the first thing they say, you know, like, seem like I'm very grounded but there's something about me that's quite standoffish like yeah. I've got I've got a wall up and I, I know it and at the same time I still feel like I'm so open because I want to get to know you like I want to you know but it's just like there's there's still this wall up it's a protective barrier and I it think is. I think as well um yeah you know what it was it was the when you um volunteered to do the assembly on mental health yeah and so because i'll just like explain so i kind of like manage the assembly timetable and then i send an email out to all staff not just the teachers that saying whoever wants to do an assembly do one and then you're like i'll do one on mental health or i'll do this one i can't remember how that happened you know i think the first one was self-love and then self -love. i did another one okay um, later on which was mental health but yeah. wait, 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 wait. so are you do, are you saying that you're doing assemblies in schools about yeah. self-love <laughs> yeah is that what you're saying you're doing? Like, our is really progressive what? You know? like, really bring me please we're so progressive um, and so because of that, 
And because I know that you've not done an assembly before, I'll be like, okay, let me just go downstairs and see if Jen's okay with this and Jen's okay yeah. with that. And then through that, you talk through your slides and then we end up talking about different things. And then yeah. I feel like that's where, I can't remember when, I don't think you I ever think remember when it started. I but I think you know, it yeah, I couldn't put like a date on it and be like, okay, this is, this is when it started. But I think it was just that. It was just, it was just that, you know, this, this is what I'm saying, the importance of just having a space where you yeah. can talk. Because yeah. if I if I didn't have that with you, like if if there w- if we didn't do that assembly, or if I hadn't chose, do you know what I mean? There mm-hmm. would not have been that space for me to be able to be like, okay, let me like put some of this of what I'm feeling onto you. And I feel mm-hmm. like it was that I was I was just offloading some of the things that I was feeling onto you just simply through that conversation, yeah. you know. And then it just continued to be a thing on. And I'm really really grateful for that. Like I have to say thank you for uh, you. For me, it's just been it's been nice to see you. I feel like you've grown as a person, not because you've opened up to me, not at all, but just because you've allowed yourself to be more vulnerable. So I feel like um you being able to like do the video and kind of like do your um clothes sharing event that you had the other day, the yeah. exchange that you had the other day. All I of these ideas are just yeah. like I feel like everything is just like and um, what's the word? You know the um, the thingy effect when things just start like rolling out. Um, the ripple effects. Yeah. Yeah. Things are just happening for you, but I think it's because you're you're starting to be more fearless yeah. and um and just being like, Yeah, I'm just gonna do this. That's it. I'm just going to be open. If it's free, if you take it, you take it. If you don't, you don't. And the tribe that you're building around you as a result of that is is pretty amazing too. Yeah. Can um, I just quickly just like say that both of you are just so amazing, like so <laughs> amazing. I can't even deal like so inspiring, so powerful. Like honestly, we're mirrors, yeah. And I just have to remind myself, we're mirrors, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Loving myself through you guys. Honestly, so powerful, so beautiful, so phenomenal, amazing. Thank you. Thank man. you. So are you. So having a little self love party over here. Self love party over here. They're excited. Okay. Um, I have one more question before we get into the questions that have been sent through. But um, what rituals? This is kind of leading onto the question that I prepped you guys from before. So, what rituals um, have you created to vigorously attack your self doubt? So, whether that's affirmations and just kind of writing. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about it a little bit before, but yeah. do you have any like actual rituals that you do? Uh, I go and sit in nature. Nature yeah, is my teacher. Do you know nature I crave is actually that? The best teacher. I crave like, that. As in the cycle of nature, yeah. <laughs> how nature moves. That's how we should live our lives. Simple yeah. as nature is my teacher. So whenever I feel a bit like oh, I need a top up of something, I go and sit in nature. Like there's something so healing about mm. being immersed in green. Yeah. Like just for me, it's sitting. water. Yeah, or amongst what just yeah. nature, like it's just so healing, and we're so blessed. This guy's for nothing his head. It's like shout it's out amazing. To our engineer, the, the, yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to Devil Engineer um, Organic Studios. Yeah, look, see, immersing in green, <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> eating, eating green, sitting in green, mm-hmm. like just honestly, yeah. like it's just so healing, and so that's my that's my thing to do. Okay, for everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, there's this like. So there's journaling, um, which I also use as prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm journaling, I just I just write it like I'm writing to God, um, and I mm-hmm. um, will write down a lot of things like um, general like stuff that's happened in the day. Then little things of like someone said this and it made me feel like this. Can you take this? Like, can you? just doing so much releasing through the journaling of being like, okay, I, I see that this doesn't serve me or this doesn't make sense to me. Can you please clarify this for me? Can you please show me what this means? Like literally this is stressing me out. Can you take that? Like literally lifting everything, giving everything. So it's like a very like kind of solid form of prayer, if you know what I mean, because I'm able to look back on it as well and see how prayers have manifested mm-hmm. and see how I've been answering this. Like, whoa, like so much magic has come through through journaling like so much I can't even begin like I I actually started properly because of this book called The Artist's Way which is amazing that I need to get back to Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the first activities it says to do is do the the morning pages which is just like write three pages down every single morning even if you can't think of what to write and you're like I don't know what to write I don't know what to write I don't know what to write just to get into the mode of like just write stuff down and you like we store so much stuff in our heads that just goes round and round in like wheels that we're unaware of. But it's like when you take it out and you look at it, you're able to actually see the processes that your mind's going through. And it's like, oh, I had no idea mm-hmm. that that was a program that was running inside my head, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's as easy as once you've identified it and go, actually, I don't want that. 
it's gone. Mm -hmm. Like it can actually just be taken away and lifted. Like it's actually gone. Or like I was saying about calling love into spaces, like, okay, I noticed that I didn't feel, I didn't, I've not been feeling good about myself in this way. Can you help me see you, see me as you see me, mm -hmm. for example, just calling love into those spaces. And then um, I feel like there's this like holy trinity. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> break it down. <laughs> break it down <laughs> now. So there's the prayer, yeah. which I'll, I'll include in the journaling, but also prayer um, in in general, just generally. So like before I speak, generally I'm like, okay, God, please speak through me because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I am not going to take the wheel sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then, um, so yeah, prayer. Yeah. Um, meditation yeah. is cultivating the space for enough quiet to be able to receive answers, mm -hmm. um, which is such a challenge. Yeah. Such a challenge. Um, but yeah, just developing that slowly slowly even if it's just like a couple minutes a day like of just like let me just let me just sit and let me just try and just find the spaces between the thoughts mm -hmm. and see how much they can extend um mm -hmm. i love the way you describe things yeah find this because you can visualize you can it visual find the yeah, spaces 100%. between the thoughts <laughs> that's how you know she's a writer it. though Honestly, that's how you know like, you're a writer. Do you know what? It's so magic because obviously I write songs and I yeah. still I write and I, I like to say I write poetry, but it's it's I don't write with the intention of um no I write with the intention of writing a song. Mm -hmm. I don't write with the intention of um trying to get out how I feel. Mm. And I definitely think after this, just hearing like everything that you said, I think I definitely just um want to try just writing. Mm my yeah. thoughts Same. I'm are, gonna be like, you know literally you know the the poetry the poems that I've got now yeah the yeah. poetry that I've written mm -hmm. like that's how they came out literally it was just like writing down exactly how I feel like there's a word play in it that I didn't think about honestly mm -hmm. like all of the anything that's clever in it pff, I can't take any credit yeah. for it it's literally just that's how it just came out mm. like there's a book I'm seeing the, the book cover in my head right now it's um it's conversations with God have you read it <gasps> so it's kind of like that listen <laughs> <laughs> I need to tell you a story about okay. how I found out about that book, yeah? So, a couple of years ago, I was on the bus. I was reading Law of Attraction. Okay. Yeah? I was on the bus reading Law and I was sitting next to this woman. And this woman was like, hey, I've read this book. We started talking about it. Yeah. I don't know this woman from nowhere. Law of Attraction. I don't. And then we were just talking. And then she was like, you need to read this book. You need to read Conversations with God. And I was like, oh, okay, what's it about? She told me what it's about. Maybe let's say a year later, I was in Balham. I was at a charity shop, um, charity bookshop, and I was just literally looking for a Secret Santa present for one of my work colleagues. Mm. And I went into that shop, and lo and behold, I see conversations with God. Mm -hmm. Not only the first part, the second part too. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, is there any, like, as in, because I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then seeing it in that moment, I was like, and then I knew that I was supposed to, you know, when a book really, mm -hmm. really chooses you. Mm -hmm. So that book series is amazing. It's amazing. So for me as well. It's literally mm -hmm. like conversations in your. So, and then there's friendship with God and then there's communion with God. Like okay. those are the other ones that I don't know if there's more after that, after the three. Mm -hmm. I haven't actually read the conversations one, but I've read the um, communion and the friendship one. Just so life changing, man. So, I so will say, like, as a, as a songwriter myself, like there have been times when I've just started writing and my hands just, started doing what it was doing yeah. mm. um, and I remember I wrote a song in like 20 minutes and um, it was like really popular in the circles in Birmingham and stuff but what was really yes. interesting about what happened with that is um, I was in a relationship at the time and then word for word it happened everything that was in that song actually happened so it was almost like it was a warning to myself wow. third um, the first line was fade out to black in the empty space I'm falling I thought you had my back, but I guess I was just wrong again. It was just really like the, the I went into wow. the most depressive cycle as a result of that. Mm. But that I wrote that song about two, three months before it happened. Wow. Verbatim. So I'm telling you, like writing and letting yourself when letting mm. letting letting the source flow through yeah. you is something that needs to Which is creativity. Yeah. It's like letting the creative power use you. Yeah. To create. And it's like what it will create like is just I try to so tell amazing. you. I try it's to tell so, you. So amazing. <laughs> it's actually. just a lot. Like when you just when you just think like nothing is just here. We're not nah. just here. Yeah, nothing like, floating around in space to, just catching yeah, like, reason. We're not just here for the sake of it and we're just all just being here just because, you know. Mm. Like there's a there's a deeper purpose, there's a deeper reason. And because of all of that, there's so much that goes on here. There's so much that we possess like 
here. There's so much that we're able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mad. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Final part. Okay, cool. Trinity, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we had prayer. We've got meditation, and we've got affirmations. Affirmations. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was getting a reminder the other day that um, like so praying for stuff sometimes it can come from a space of lack a space of yeah. like wanting to be to be filled mm-hmm. um but coming from a space of just coming from a space of lack mm-hmm. and so kind of to like what god's taught me is important is like reinforcing that with affirmation of just like okay so after you're asking for something then you affirm that you have it mm-hmm. after you ask for yeah, after you offer something, you then affirm that you already are it. Like, yeah. I already am. I am light. Mm-hmm. I am a vessel. I am wealth itself. Mm-hmm. I am literally wealth itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the holy trinity. Yeah. Okay. Situation. So, okay, guys, we've, um, we're running out of time. But I really want to get to this one question in particular that was sent over. Let me just get this up. Okay, so we have a question um, from a lady called Trina in Birmingham, and she says, um, or she's asking, how do you differentiate self-doubt from just reflective criticism? Like, how do you differentiate between the two? How do you know it's not yourself trying to better yourself? So really, to throw that one in there. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? One doesn't feel good, and the other one feels Mm. good. Yeah, that's it. That is it. That's it. it. That's basically (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it goes back to what you're saying, love and fear. You're right. Exactly. One feels good. Seeing how, like, we were talking about at the event yesterday about um, how would you talk to someone else? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is this this criticism constructive and is it phrased and literally voiced and in a tone that is compassionate and kind and loving? Or Mm -hmm. is it like you ain't shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a big difference yeah no yeah i think we've answered that question yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay guys um so like i like to wrap up the shows with like pieces of advice like soul advice and i've got these five points um that i've written down so i want to kind of get your um opinions on what you think about them so kind of like ways how to get over stuff that so the first one is to live in the present and i think that Mm -hmm. goes back to what cleo was saying about checking in with yourself sitting in your uncomfortable spaces Mm -hmm. and pouring love just like living in the present Mm -hmm. um and remembering mortality yeah remembering death remembering that we're spinning around on the planet remembering that we are miraculous by nature of existing Mm -hmm. is like a really good way to be present like if you just stop and look at anything, it's like, whoa, yeah, this is crazy. There's a guy, and I <laughs> can't remember his name. Is it Gary V or something? And um, he's like one of the people that just sponsored <laughs> Instagram ads. But I know, like I don't mind him because he has really positive things to say. <laughs> but he says something like something about like um, one in a billion chance of even being alive. Like the fact that the sperm made the egg and it mm. made you and you're here. That's like, that's like a lot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, the miracle. What did you say? The mir- miraculous chance that you're even here yeah basically um point number two trust in yourself so trust in how you're feeling like what you said yeah so like um yeah i think we even spoke about this the other day like trust in yourself so trust your instincts trust your emotions trust like what you're thinking and feeling don't doubt Mm -hmm. those things Mm because you're feeling it like Mm -hmm. there's there's reason for what you're feeling whether it's valid or not but there's still reason do you know what i mean so yeah, trust yourself. That's really important. Counteract the negative stuff. Yeah, get some black tourmaline. Yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> get make sure you bounce it back to source. <laughs> um, yeah, find the sa- find the source of your self doubt and talk about it. And I'm gonna add to that bit um, and write about it too. Mm. Um, write through it. Make sure that you're understanding why you're in that space mm-hmm. and how you got there. You're not ignoring or it. Also if writing is something that like really doesn't sit comfortably with someone then any any anyway. creative form mm-hmm. any creative form i do think um you said creative form i agree i think also like watching videos on youtube for me that helps a lot mm. um so writing um listening to myself but watching a lot like of oprah super soul sundays mm. that's just my thing like mm. she interviews some dope people mm. and just being able to be like okay um deepak chopper went through this thing and he's like really smart and so, like, do you know, what yeah. I mean? if he feel, if he felt like that, and I feel like that, then I kind of get it. Brené mm. Brown. That's all it takes, though, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
just to see like somebody else who's um who you think is so amazing yeah like you know they had their moments of like vulnerability or weakness yeah. and it's just like oh, okay and mine's okay then too yeah Do you know what i mean and um and number five is find your tribe spend time with others like cultivate with people that cultivate you mm-hmm. essentially um and don't feel guilty about leaving spaces that don't serve you a whole nother podcast but yeah that's a hundred percent true like walk away from things that do not serve you yeah. from people that don't you serve you no need for an apology just yeah i am out <laughs> I am for real out. like there's so many times there's so many people that feel like they have to stay in negative situations and maybe like going back to what you said before as, as well it's kind of like actually that space is um is something that they're used to mm-hmm. that space is something that they understand comfort zone yeah a comfort zone of friends that are just can you imagine i can't imagine i don't there's one thing about me i'm very very like talkative but there will be times that you'll see me sitting in the room just quiet because I, I don't know how to like <laughs> how do i talk in this way this is a bit weird for me i think everybody's got a bit of social awkwardness some more than others like mine i think my social awkwardness is a lot it's like it's, it's a lot Mine's intense. i am so <laughs> bad like like i genuinely feel so awkward most of the time like really. yeah sometimes i like end up just doing the robot and just seeing just myself <laughs> out just like i don't know what's going on man <laughs> okay yeah. so thank you ladies and before we go can you just um let people know your social media links so they can find you follow you and message you Yes, Cleo Forstater, um, C-L-E-O-F-O-R-S-T-A-T-E-R. It's just at Cleo Forstater on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you, thank you. Hello. So you can find me at Her Name is Earth. Um, Just Her Name is Earth. Really easy to remember. Um, On Instagram, Facebook. I'm not, not Facebook too much, actually. I'm not really active on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I Instagram, Twitter. Is. I don't know why I just can't get with the Facebook. Like, it's just <laughs> long. Um, yeah, so just her name on Earth. Her name is Earth <laughs> on everything. Um. <laughs> her name is Earth on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Thanks, Michelle. And it's okay. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming down today. I've thoroughly enjoyed hearing your deep insight into self-doubt and I'm pretty sure like it will touch somebody someone will be able to listen to this and be like you know what thank you so I'm saying thank you on behalf of them just in case they never reach out and say thank you to you and thank you so much yeah no this was needed so thank you like what you need to remember what you're doing is amazing thank you so much you're you're creating those spaces that are needed for people to like talk and know that it's okay to be okay like it's okay to be vulnerable you know so what you're doing is important big ups to you I cannot (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to cry. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much.